last week. Today's podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. Start your year off the right way. Enhance your ability to cook and order some HelloFresh. The ingredients delivered directly to your front door and recipes to follow to help enhance your ability to cook on your own and save money this new year. Use my link in the description of this podcast or use the code POGHF18278 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. And no, I did not pick that code. It's the last week of that promo, by the way. It ends next Monday. I don't think I actually put that in the actual ad recording, but there it is. All right, so... This year, and it looks like moving forward, CES is no longer going to be doing their own in-house awards. They, they do give out innovation awards. So like, ooh, that's pretty neat. But uh, that's pretty much it. We don't get like a true best in show or anything like that. And honestly, that's probably for the best considering the fact that everyone they seem to trust manages to continue to mess it up. Fortunately, they never give it to The Verge. Who this year also made the brilliant decision of only having three awards. I will talk about more of those in, in Eagle Eyes on Tech. But first things first, let's just go down the list of what Engadget has. First, they open up with the best accessibility tech. And this goes to the L'Oreal Hapta, which is a robotic arm that you hold that applies your makeup. They demonstrate it using lipstick to go ahead and do this. And this thing is going to cost $150 to $200. I am actually very curious to see how well it works. Like, I could care less about makeup, obviously. I mean, for crying out loud, my way of preparing for the morning is some way to get caffeinated, a shower, a t-shirt, and then bolt out the door. Oh, and shaving and brushing teeth, all that, and, and hopefully a breakfast makes its way in there. But I mean, like, I am, I am absolutely not the target market for this sort of thing at all. But the concept of having a robotic arm apply the makeup for you doesn't seem one that would work out very well. So the fact this made best is just like, mm, I don't know, man. But moving on, best gaming product. This went to the Sony Project Leonardo. This is Sony's PS5 accessibility controller. They're basically two UFO-shaped discs with giant paddles on them and two joysticks coming off them, and you can customize them and how they operate to basically use, well, base all, con all functionality of the controller that you couldn't if you had limited mobili mo mobility in any way, shape, or form. Honestly, I feel like that should have been the best accessibility tech, personally. But, you know, who am I to judge? Here's what I think is the bigger, like, sting in the eye. Alienware and Razer are both at this show. And Sony's accessibility product wins best gaming product instead of anything those two put out. That is a huge shot in the face for whatever the heck they did over there. Best health and fitness product, the Valencell blood pressure monitoring prototype. It is a, it actually looks like a paper, a massive thick paper clip holder or a paper holder that um, snaps onto the tip of your finger and gets, well, a, uh, uh, I'm not entirely certain. I'm not an exactly a, uh, medical professional, but it uses what they're calling PPG sensors or photo, I'm gonna mess this up, plethysomography sensors to measure the blood flow pa patterns. This information combined with the, yeah, with algorithms and the user's age, weight, gender, and height to create a blood pressure me measurement with, without the need for calibration. This 
let me tell you something in the world of fitness this much i do know identifying the problem whatever is wrong with someone is always the hardest part there's of course other problems after that where oh i'm sorry we don't have a cure for broken bones we don't have a cure for this we don't have a cure for that you just need time and careful monitoring to make sure that you survive whatever the heck it is. Anything that goes ahead and allows someone to identify a problem sooner and sooner does help in ways that most of us cannot even begin to comprehend in saving lives. Because time is always the factor in this regard. All right. Best home theater tech went to the LG Signature OLED M3 TV. Which is a, which is LG's 4K giant OLED TV. I, I, yeah. <laughs> What's apparently more interesting about this is the M3, which is apparently M3 is designed to receive video and audio wireless. Oh, this is the wireless TV. Okay, to receive video and and audio wirelessly through a separate box that LG says you can place up to 30 feet away. From the TV. This actually makes for some very interesting living room designs where you can just go ahead and have the entire TV hanging seamlessly on the wall or just on like a mounting arm. And just the only thing that needs to go to it is power. That's it. And that can make for a very eye popping look in a lot of living rooms. And it's not going to lie, it's pretty interesting. So, you know, I'm actually, I don't know. Of course, I'm not at CES. I haven't seen the demonstrations. It'd be very interesting to see once it actually gets out into production, if it ever gets out to production, how well it works. Cause man, one thing they have tried forever, it's wireless HDMI. Best laptop went to the Lenovo Yoga Book 9i. This is the dual screen laptop with a separate keyboard. I am surprised. This came off as like one of the quirky things when it came to laptops. like. There's been a lot of companies that have been trying dual screen laptops in one way, shape, or form. Probably the one that's caught out the most is laptops without the palm rests. Then instead shift the entire keyboard down, which I'd have to feel it. I'd have to feel how my palms resting against the edge of the laptop feel. If they taper it correctly, I think it's no problem. But in any case, that space that would be the palm rest then goes above the keyboard and takes up a second screen, which can be used for information and that sort of thing. I mean, my main desktop uses three monitors. So I am all in favor of, if you're trying to be productive on the road, more screens is better. To have both incorporated in the laptop, you know, that could be very interesting. Performance, however, I think is a little low for what I would want, but you know, we'll have to wait and see down the road. Perhaps for streaming, if they're using uh, GPUs that support AV1, this could be a great solution for mobile streamers. And by mobile streamers, I mean like, you know, actually setting up like a laptop and all that sort of jazz while on the road. Best mobile tech or tablet tech went to the WPC QI2 charging standard, a new wireless charging standard that, um, I don't know, I really don't care. I don't! Like, okay, the whole point of it is actually supposed to be to basically bring an open-ended MagSafe standard like Apple's trying to do. So Apple, I still fully believe this. They're trying to make MagSafe on their mobile devices more and more and more a thing where you just connect the puck to the back of the phone. It's held in place with magnets and charges it wirelessly that way. This WPC QI2 charging standard is meant to do exactly that. Is it gonna be good? I don't know. 
we'll all just have to wait and see how it goes because man i'm not i'm very indifferent so it's not even like they're bringing in any sort of new features it's just it's just chi with magnets but they're saying oh no you can do up to 15 watts of fast charging on it can't you do 15 watts of fast charging on chi as well or am i the crazy one here i don't know best robot or drone there's always a best robot or drone there's always 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 a new robot or drone at ces and this went to the kiai luna hey pet robot it's a robot with a screen on wheels that's meant to entertain your your pet i don't know what else you want me to tell you about it it just is what it is it's interesting best smart home product went to the ge profile smart mixer and eh. the concept is that you use recipes on an app and the mixer will just mix them correctly based on the standards that i think that's less important let me tell you one thing the um i'm actually using right now an early startup that actually came out of ces but got almost no no attention the sous vide oven that i think is a far far better application of like smart cooking utensils because that's the thing where the cooking aspect is one where precision is needed is one where you can get very creative like going ahead and like right now i have a cheap snake snake steak in my smart oven right now it's currently keeping it cool and then in um about an hour it will start to sous vide it meaning that the entire chamber it's in will be surrounded by a water bath kept to exactly 130 degrees fahrenheit and cook the entire steak to a medium rare and then afterwards well, I'm probably going to pan sear it because that ends up getting a better sear on it than the broiler can in there. But if you wanted the whole thing to do it, you could have it set after it's done sous vide to broil the steak and get a crust on it. I think that's far more interesting than this. But of course, it's an old product. This is new. And quite frankly, I think GE's whole smarts, smart uh, mixer here is a non-starter, especially at $1,000. Best transportation tech came, went to the Ram 1500 electric vehicle concept it's a ram pickup truck that looks very futuristic because it's a concept vehicle that runs on electric honestly as far as like all the vehicle concepts at ces it is the most boring but the most likely to actually hit the market even though there was a literal color changing self-driving car there that's never going to hit the market <laughs> so it is what it is best tv tech went to the samsung micro led how do we have a best TV tech? And a, wait, what, what, would, what did the other thing went? What did the LG wireless one? And best home theater tech versus best TV tech. Oh God, it's the verge all over again. How do you have a TV win best home theater tech, but not have it win the best TV tech? It's practically the same category. But in any case, the Samsung micro LED TV one, it uses micro LEDs. Great color accuracy. Moving on. Best wearable went to the German Bionic Apogee Exosuit to help keep your back straight, enhance your strength-ish while doing hard, heavy lifting. Best in show, thus showing that Engadget is falling down the rabbit hole of, <laughs> of frickin' Verge. Best in show went to the Sony Project Leonardo. Was CES that boring for you? You gave it to accessibility tech. Were you not amazed by the color changing car? Were you not amazed by the exosuit? Did the wireless TV not interest you enough? Did all the other laptops the Lenovo show off not interest you enough? No, 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 no. 
the weak competitor to Xbox's accessibility controller one. Let me tell you something. As far as accessibility controllers go, Project Leonardo is important. Do not misunderstand that. It is very important for those with disabilities that want to play on a PS5. However, I am disappointed in Project Leonardo and the fact that it did not take a more interesting cue like Microsoft did. The Microsoft accessibility controller had tons of modular ports so that you could go ahead and customize and add all kinds of other buttons for those who are disabled that say, oh, I have perfect control over my right arm, but my left arm, because of a stroke or something, I have basically no control over it. You could go ahead and map everything and you get the point. The Xbox One had far more custom customization. Now, is it possible that there's more than Engadget knows that I don't when it comes to this particular controller? It's very much quite possible. There, in fact, could be more aux ports that are just not mentioned in the article here that give more functionality. But I mean, the Xbox One had like 12 or something crazy like that. As far as I can tell from pictures, there's like, I think maybe one or two aux ports, but they might just be headphone jacks. I don't know. And I'm a little disappointed in Engadget that, well, I mean, let's be perfectly honest. This is part of the reason why CES stopped doing best in show awards because no one was ever happy and they realized every time they hired on a, an, an outside source to be the judge on these sort of things there ends up being these kind of biases that end up being injected in or they just go like oh man i i have a nephew at home that's disabled and the, the choosing the disability one is uh, just so so important for him and that sort of thing. It's like, yeah, that's great and all, but there's better options out there and it doesn't really innovate on anything. Whereas something like, you know, I actually can't point to anything because I actually don't know what all was at CES this year because CES was, you know, massive. It always is. It's just kind of, it's always disappointing when I see what wins best in show because it always seems like something that is a massive letdown compared to what could be at CES. But, you know, here we are. And in the end, all I can do is say time will tell, and we'll just see what next year brings. I will say, the fact that The Verge only gave out three awards this time around, and by awards, I mean they, like, mentioned it on their website. That was it. I think that says far more about the direction that all the award shows are going in versus, you know everything else but in the end that's gonna do it for me stay safe and stay healthy